Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. Um, 38 degrees and sunny here at 309 on this Friday, February 16th, 2024. And it seems like a normal occurrence here on WILK News Radio during the Rob O'Donnell Show. We have some breaking news. Donald Trump and the liable civil fraud trial in New York, brought to him by uh, Attorney General Letitia James, has been found liable by the judge there for $300-plus million. Not only has Donald Trump been found liable in the civil fraud trial for um, overpopulating his assets, and again, this will already, they already said it's going to be appealed, uh, but Don Jr. has been found for four million, and Eric Trump has been found for four million. Now, this is just breaking now. As uh, as I was setting up on the air, uh, the the it was just released. I believe it's an eighty-something page document. I do not have the document in front of me. I'm watching the news and getting what I can, but it appears it's uh, somewhere three hundred plus million dollars. There's different amounts for different things. There were two at least hundred and forty, hundred and sixty million dollar judgments against Donald Trump and Don Jr. four million and Eric Trump four million. Those are the numbers that stood out at me just before I came on here. The judge bans Trump from doing business for three years in New York State. So that's the breaking news coming across now that uh, that uh, is just breaking. Donald Trump is literally sitting in court right now. The judge just released uh, the document. Actually, he's not sitting in court right now. The judge just released the – it was a picture, a stock picture from when he was in court. Uh, the judge released it to the, the – uh, the court's website, it's a 90-plus page document, but the highlights of it is $300-plus million liability for Donald Trump himself, $4 million for Donald Trump Jr., and $4 million for Eric Trump in doing business. And uh, we're looking at uh, barring him from doing business in New York for three years. Now, as far as the dissolution of his his companies, as far as a receivership taking his companies, um, I don't have that information in front of me right now. So uh, we'll see what where that reads as we move forward. But the breaking news now is uh, the judge orders Trump to pay $364 million. That's the total that's out there. Now, I'm not sure if that includes the entire Trump family. That might be the total as a whole. I know it was 300 plus million for Donald Trump himself and the two that I heard spoken out before just as I was 30 seconds before I came on the air was Eric Trump 4 million and Don Jr 4 million. So the courts, the judge, again the judge here, there was no jury in this trial. This is the judge uh that came to this conclusion and it it's not not expected. Is it going to hurt? Absolutely. Uh what does it mean for the Trump organization as far as a business goes? We have yet to see that. But uh, $364 million, if that's for the entire organization itself or Donald Trump, him, him, just Ch- Donald Trump, I believe that's the total damages that this judge for the libel case in his business libel case where – they uh, and uh, stating now that Donald's sons, Donald Trump Jr.'s sons, have been banned from doing business for two years. 
So Donald Trump is banned from doing business for three years, and both of his sons, Don Jr. and Eric Trump, have been banned from doing business for two years. And this is in regards to Trump Tower, Trump Park Avenue, 1290 Avenue of the Americas, 40 Wall Street, Trump National Golf Club in Westchester, Barcliffe Manor in New York, Seven Springs in Westchester New County, New York. Those are the properties, the prominent Trump properties threatened in the fraud case that was brought here. This is the first step in this case. Uh, so we'll see where it goes from here. But Donald Trump... The judge orders Trump to pay $364 million. Now, during an appeal, this will most likely be held in a stay, and it'll move from there, and it'll move through the court systems. As far as anything else, I'm sure, and I think everybody can agree, we are going to hear from Donald Trump shortly. And, uh, Jake, just watch to see if uh, Donald Trump does come out to make a statement. I know this was expected, this, this decision today, and it was expected that the judge would be releasing the document on the court website and they do expect wherever Donald Trump is to come out and obviously have statement. I don't think it's going to be anything different than past statements where it's a witch hunt and uh, everyone's out to get him and such like that. And he doesn't do himself a, a good service when he does these things. He should just keep his mouth shut, send an attorney out to say, hey, we're appealing this decision. We're asking for a stay immediately. It's going to be business as usual as, per we, as we fight this through the court systems. But he won't. He'll come out and he'll say something as this is a witch hunt. And everyone's out to get him, and it's just to prevent him from uh, running for office. And that very well may be the case, but at this point, we got to stop hearing it, you know, move forward. But the judge does ban Donald Trump from doing business in New York State for three years, and both of his sons from serving as an officer or director of a New York corporation for two years. So they can't even serve as an officer or director of any New York corporation for two years. Now, in the end, does this end up hurting New York State as a whole? If they just, the entire Trump organization sells their properties and moves out of New York State. Sure, that's what New York would want, but their tax base probably doesn't want that. And any other entities, we've seen this in the past with corporations fleeing New York State for other more friendly corporations. But, again, let the court systems Work through, and like I said, uh, Judge bans Trump for applying for loans for three years. And I'm not sure if that's just in New York State or as a whole. That is a uh, that is strange. Uh, it could be easy grounds for appeal because how do you prevent someone from? Taking out loans, Judge bans Don Jr. and Eric Trump from serving as an officer of the court for of New York Corporation for two years. So we, we've seen that now. Let's go to the phones. We have uh, Wayne from Einan on Trump. Wayne. How are you doing, Robert? Yeah, I'm watching this at the same time you are. Uh, this is a game plan that the Democrats and everything all and, and everybody from New York, okay, Letitia Johns and everything else, is to get a situation like this where they bind him up or he can't get loans to hire attorneys and everything. Just, you know, his properties become non-value, actually, uh, until an appeal, okay? But he, just the fact that he can't do any business in New York is a killer, okay, because he can't make any money that way. So this was planned out well. 
before. I even said this back a while ago, that this was the ball game to get him to a financial situation where he cannot defend himself anymore. That was the name of the game from the start. Okay? Uh that's my opinion on uh, that. I'm a firm believer in letting the court system do its due diligence, and that includes oh, that includes appeal process and such like that. Listen, there's been a lot of questions about this judge from the start, but he came down with this decision, and everyone has to live by it. But uh, make right. no mistake, you know there will be an appeal. This judgment will probably be put in a stay. Everything that's involved with it will probably be put in a stay for an appeal process, and this has to go through multiple levels. So yeah, but the stop of his business. Uh, doesn't go, doesn't isn't according to this judge. Okay, it's not going to be allowed. I mean, it's going to have to be enforced immediately. It's not going to even if he appeals it. This is getting enforced immediately. So he doesn't be able to do any business in New York, or his sons don't be able to do any business. Well, in New an York. appeals okay. court judge will be will will decide that. This judge can't decide. You know, if it, if an appeals court judge puts a stay on this judge's order, he's a higher level judge. He can do that. So this judge really has no determination over what an appeals court does if they issue a stay or not on preventing him immediately from not doing business anymore. And like I said, this was a 90-page document. We're getting very few of it at this point. From, yeah, at the moment, yes. Yeah, if you look at the trial, there were no victims mm-hmm. in this. Even the bank said that everyone made money. We were made whole. This is not an issue. This is the yeah, way business is done. Yeah, so uh, yeah, as this moves right. forward, listen, it is what it is. He's found liable in this system for $364 million for between him and his family. Uh, There are a lot of caveats to it as far as them not being allowed to serve on offices of courts, not being allowed to take out loans and such like that. But let's see what an appeal court does. If if an appeal court doesn't do anything, um, we'll see. Yes. And hopefully— I want to draw a little little comparison here, okay, about the poor guy that got uh, Putin supposedly killed in Russia today, okay? Look what's happening in our nation right now. Just draw a comparison. Uh, The guy in Russia— was an opponent of Putin, okay? This guy is an opponent of the Democratic Party. Not only Biden, the Democratic Party, okay? So look what they just did to him, or tried to do to him, and they might succeed in doing to him, okay? He took any chance away from him to defend himself, okay? That's That was the name of the game from the beginning. I said that back a long time ago. That was the name of the game. Take the money away from him where he can't, defend himself yeah it's going to be interesting to see where it goes from here i mean you're going to have the typical division you're going to have the people who support trump saying this is a witch hunt um you know if look look if this was no no no, i I get it i i get it and Mm -hmm. i've said from the start when this case started i was here on the air i said listen let the court speak its way even if this judge is biased even if this judge is corrupt even if this judge and i'm not saying he is i'm just saying even if he is there are levels in the court to protect someone for that you know judges do have their views judges do have their politics that's why there's appeal process that's why there's outside places that's why a lot of supreme court uh, systems in states and and the nation, obviously, are panels to avoid one person's opinion. Uh, So we're going to see that in in work here. And Uh, and you can't tell me that none of this is done by other businessmen in New York? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Well, (laughs) And, And they never get charged for anything. That's the amazing part. 
Okay. Well, here from that, what I'm getting, some of the some of the statements by the judge was Trump and others refused to admit errors. They said they just did business as usual, and the judge wanted them to say yes, they made errors in these mistakes. So this is why the punishment is so harsh. But as per the banks, as per some of the witnesses that they brought forward as victims, and I'm talking from the state, the state attorney general, mm -hmm. they said they right. weren't victims. That this this is the way business is done, and, and right. if this was a select targeting that they they overlook it in every other case but here because it was him we're going to move forward with this and we're going to do this we'll see listen i'm going to abide how by does, this this decision here it is what it is and let the appeals process work its way through how, how does leticia jackson okay and, leticia james uh, leticia james i'm sorry okay leticia james okay and uh new york's attorney general overrule the state attorney general i'm sorry say again how does the attorney general of New York City, okay, overrule the state's attorney general? Because the state's attorney general said they didn't see anything wrong with it because that's what business practice has done. Well, no, Letitia James is the state attorney general. She's the, she's the New York state attorney general. She's the one who brought this case. Um, okay. it, it'll go to the New York Court of Appeals now. And um, then from there, it could go to the New York Supreme Court. We can go to the Court of Appeals for the district. We can go to the Court of Appeals, uh, the Supreme Court for the United States, um, which commonly doesn't hear uh, civil cases like this. But because of this case, we'll see. But there's an appeals process in place. His lawyers already were expecting this judge to make a decision like this. It was just oh, yeah, how, how much punishment right there the was going to be. Right from the beginning, I believe it was going to be max. Whatever he could do, he would do. Yeah, I it's, that right from the beginning. to bring out the maximum is harsh because you kind of you're 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 mandating that this continue to fight. Where if it was just right. hey a ten million dollar fine and move on, they might have been able to get away with that without an appeal. But here, you know, they're going to go full tilt on this. So we'll see, mm -hmm. Wayne. But I'm up against the break now, so I appreciate yeah, you checking no, in, my friend. Care, Thank Thanks you. Have a great call. weekend. Bye. Thank you. Bye. It's uh, three twenty two here at WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, 38 degrees and sunny outside at 327. Listen, you all text like, I got a stake in this game. I could care less one way or another. I'm just saying how it is. There's already an appeal because he was already found liable. This is just the amounts that came out today. Uh, so there's going to be another line of appeal based on the damage amounts that this judge came to. Uh, but it's already being appealed in the New York Court of Appeals. And what's wrong with letting the system work the way it is? What's wrong with saying that because there's already an appeal, let it work through there? I understand you don't want there to be an appeal. I understand those of you that don't like Donald Trump don't want to see due process work when it works, you know, for someone you don't like. I understand that. Just like there's due process down in the Fannie Willis case um, where, you know, it's very likely that both her— Fannie Willis, district attorney for Fulton County, Georgia, and Mr. Wade will be removed from that case. But it doesn't mean the case is going anywhere. It doesn't mean that somebody else is going to take it up, not going to take it up. We'll see what happens there and let that case work its way through the system just like this case. But, I mean, to, to get emotionally involved in the case, to attack me personally because I'm, I'm reporting the news that here's the numbers that a judge said and it's being appealed the libel part of this, which is already known before today, is already in the Court of Appeals. There's already motions filed by Donald Trump's attorneys. This is the damage portion of that that we knew was going to come out today. And like I said, if this judge would have said, okay, $10 million, we, we, we think that you know he did defraud in some manner, 
you know, would have that just went on then? But now you're guaranteeing, uh, obviously, they're already saying it's going to be appeal, and we're probably waiting for comments. I haven't seen anything posted yet. But what's wrong with saying let the appeal process work? If it goes through the appeal process and the Court of Appeals and the Supreme Court of New York and the District Court of Appeals and whoever else it goes to says that this is the damage that there needs to be now three years, all those appeals, it'll probably be done with the three years before that happens. So this is the way the court system works. You know, that's why uh, that's why we have a due process system. And there's due process in civil cases just like there is in a criminal case. So let that system work. We're going to keep an eye on it. We're not hiding it from you. Yeah, $364 million is a lot of money. Um, having him not serve or get any loans for three years is a big deal. Having his sons not being able to serve on a board for two years is a big deal. Now, if they pick up all their companies and all their money and all their investments in New York and move it somewhere else like Florida or Texas or Pennsylvania, um, does that hurt them or does it hurt New York? I think both. I think the logistics of having to move everything to another state. Trump's attorney's statement on the verdict. This verdict is a manifest injustice, plain and simple. It's a culmination of a multi-year politically. I just moved on from there. Sorry. Basically what we said, you know, it's a witch hunt by the Attorney General's Office of New York. Uh, That's the culmination of this. And I told you it was going to say that before I even get the statement. But the statement's running now on on TV. I'm sure there'll be a printed version that I can get you as a whole shortly. But like I said, um, let the the, uh, appeals process, the due process that we respect as Americans... Go through its process. It's as simple as that. And I've said I respected that from the start here. And again, Trump's attorney says this verdict is a manifest of injustice. Uh, Not like we didn't say it was. And a a text message said that uh, Biden finally visited Ohio, the train derailment. Also expected to talk there shortly. So, Jake, we could be on the lookout for Joe Biden at the uh, train derailment, if he's going to give some words there. But uh, almost a year later, over a year later, what has it been? I know they were interviewing people from there who said, uh, you know, it is what it is. Well, we're looking at that. Oh, it's 3.31 anyway. Uh, It's 3.31 here. We'll be back after the news with uh, Brian Hughes is doing the news today, huh? All right, with Brian Hughes in for Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910-980 AM, 38 degrees and sunny. And it's Friday. At least we have those two things going for us. Cartoon characters are in full effect today, as we expect when something like this happens. Um, listening to uh, some of the coverage that's going on now is I, I heard one legal analyst say this is a rarely applied application of real estate law relegged to only defunct corporations or criminal acts, both of which were not the case here. These were both successful companies that made everyone money and there was no victims. That, as per this legal expert, will be grounds for appeal and for an appeal court to look very strongly at what's happened here because they said it will rewrite how real estate law for corporations is done in New York State. So let that process work. It's as simple as that. As of right now, Trump was already found liable. 
for his business case here, and he's been found liable for $364 million, which includes $4 million for his son Donald Jr. and $4 million for Eric Trump. Donald Trump could not have owned a corporation or sit on a board for three years in New York State or take out a loan for three years. Unsure if that's anywhere or just New York State. Um, Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump cannot sit on a New York corporate board for two years. So that's where we stand there. And as, as, as I said already, Trump's attorney says they will, of course, appeal the ruling here. And they're confident the appeals court will correct this catastrophic errors in this biased judge's opinion. Again, that's their take on this. That's the defense attorney. So obviously they're going to have that take on it. Let it move through its process. It's as simple as that. For those of you who are jumping up for joy, it doesn't change anything. He's still running. It's still him and Joe Biden in 2024. Um, Joe Biden is expected to speak at the uh, Ohio train crash, East Palestine, Ohio, that happened almost a year ago. You know, finally uh, upheld his promise to go there and visit the people there. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what his remarks there are. Let's move on with uh, the normal day-to-day business here. Did you see this story? Of course, that won't open now. Of course it is. Here we go. Nope. Give me a second here. See what happens when breaking news happens. It takes you takes out of the swing of things. You see this group of Penn State trustees are pushing to name the football field after Joe Paterno in the private meeting. Jake, uh, do you hear about this? I'm sure you heard about this story. Jake knows everything football, man. This, this guy, I'm telling you, he must be up at like 3 in the morning going through the blogs, reading sports. Uh, I, the coaches nah, probably 3 in the morning. <laughs> the, po- the coaches probably call you to get your take on things. I'm telling you here. Well, Mike Tomlin probably should because there's a lot <laughs> that he needs to learn. We got to send you out there for a press conference one day and, and represent I'll never the be allowed to go back. Well, that's okay, right? We get you in there once. You, you make your mark. You make some headlines everywhere. But uh, Penn State trustees and high-ranking university representatives met privately twice in January to discuss whether to name the football field at Beaver Stadium after hmm. former coach Joe Paterno, according to three people with direct knowledge of the conversations. Now, I know this is a touchy subject, especially here in Pennsylvania. I really don't have a stake in the game. I don't think you have a stake in the game one way yeah, or another. Really. But to have this kind of QT down low meeting that you had to know something like this was going to get out. Um, and they're saying the meeting potentially violated a state law that requires governing bodies to conduct business in public view and continue a decade long pattern of board convening behind closed doors. So as we're talking about all this controversial stuff that I didn't expect to talk about today, let's just add this to the mix. Um, What's your thoughts out there? And I'm going to ask Jake and you in a minute. What's your thoughts about this? Do you care? Would you think it's bad karma? Is it uh, bad optics? Is it just not the right move to name the football field at Beaver Stadium after Coach Joe Paterno? After everything that happened there, tear, did they tear down the statue? I believe they removed the statue too, didn't they? I believe that they removed it, but they might have put it back up. I, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure Brian would probably know because I, I I believe he's he's big into Penn State, but I believe that they they removed it, then they put it back up. Of course, he saw when when the NCAA, I believe they took away, I think it was like a hundred and some wins out of his, and then they they reinstated them. So 
Yep. Yeah. So it's anyone who has a stake in the game, I'd love to hear from you what's your take on it. And if we can get Brian anywhere in there, I'd yeah. love to hear his take as well. Because again, I don't I don't have it one way or another. From everything Same that happened, I, I think it's just bad optics that it's yeah. there. Um if anyone was personally involved and you know, I think it's more than that. I think it's it's hurtful and damaging to them or anyone yeah. in the Penn State community who who was a victim of sexual abuse. But it's just the fact that it's kind of hidden behind closed doors. It's possibly a violation of law. And, and, you know, that's not something you float in a meeting that should be public quietly and not expect to get out there. And I think the other thing, too, Rob, obviously you, you take into account everything that did happen with Jerry Sandusky and with the sexual abuse. But I think I think the other way that, that I sort of look at it is one of the things that, that Penn State has always had that's sort of been a tradition that people have always talked about is when you look at the jerseys, they'll have the number on them, but they won't have the name on them. And, I mean, in some ways, wouldn't that kind of be going against that that tradition of theirs where, you know, you don't have the, the names on the back of the jerseys, you don't have one particular name stand out above the rest? I mean – that's that's sort of something that that crept into my mind. I mean, it's it's been Beaver Stadium for as long as I can remember. So I would like you. I'm I'm leaning in the same direction as you. I'd probably just keep it the way that it is. Yeah, and, and I don't think there's. It's still Beaver Stadium, but I think it's the field itself. They want to name the field. And again, yeah. from from everything that Penn State's over the years. Uh, I mean, didn't Mike Murphy, Lieutenant Mike Murphy, go to Penn State uh, from from Lone Survivor? I, I believe he went. He was a Penn State guy, uh, Lieutenant Mike Murphy. Um, that would be a great name to name the field. Um, anyone, anyone who, I mean, the, the amount of graduates from Penn State who went on to do great things. Yeah, he did graduate from Penn yeah. State. So Lieutenant Mike Murphy, Navy SEAL who died in Afghanistan with with Marcus Luttrell in two thousand and five, the Lone Survivor movie. Wouldn't that be a great name for the field there, the Mike Murphy, Lieutenant Mike Murphy Field? I mean, come on. Could you imagine a team running out into that? What's going on out there? Um, you know, that's just that's just my two cents because, you know, A, uh, I know Marcus Luttrell. I've met him many times. I've sat with him. I've talked to him. As a matter of fact, I gave Marcus Luttrell a piece, a, a piece of the, the World Trade Center from when I was there uh, for what he went through. And uh, he he said he I had to argue with him to take it because he said, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not worthy of this. And, and we had a discussion that, you know, I, I believed he was and I was giving it to him. So come on. And it sits on his mantle to this day. And if you ever happen to meet Marcus Luttrell, you can ask him about it because he talks about it often. He's posted about it on social media. But, uh, you know, I think that would be a great name for it. And again, I'm biased when it comes to that. But. You know, if you have a stake in a game, if you're a Penn State alumni or graduate, if you played football at Penn State, you know, let's see how you feel about that. And I just think it's the way it went about. I, like I said, almost they think it may have broken the law of open records and open, you know, to the public. But the fact that you have secret conversations like that, even years later, it's still a touchy subject as it should be. So, uh, you know, that's one of the things I want to talk about today. So it's 345 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show. You with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio on this Friday, February 16th, 2024. It's Friday. You got any plans this weekend? I don't. 
I don't. My wife's going away. I got, I'm going to be boss this weekend, Jake. I'm boss. Wife's going out to Western PA to visit my daughter. I got the house to myself. Going to run around in my boxer shorts. <laughs> Jump up and down, some can put pizza, my feet on the couch. Some pizza and whiskey. Right, pizza, whiskey. <laughs> I could yell at the parakeet, you know, don't have to. I could put the blinds up, put a blind down. I can do whatever I want. Keep the refrigerator open. You could do whatever um, the hell you I'm want. I'm going to drink from the milk container. I can do anything. I can leave the seat up. I, I can do It's my. I can do anything I want. <laughs> Why well, it's going to be gone. I'm going to be boss. She's hearing this right now, locking the house down. We're like, no, you're not. No, you're not. Check the cameras. I'll yell. She, you know those ring cameras? We got them every. You talk over them. So <laughs> I'll be standing outside of my deck or something, and she'll just yell out, Stop doing that. Stop scratching well, yourself. Well, it's snowing. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Oh, big, big, big mama's watching anywhere, yell, watching everywhere. Yell at the TV while it's raining at Daytona. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Sunday. Oh, I'll be by myself. I can yell. Oh, yeah. I can crank it up. I got a killer surround sound in my in my family room with with the TV. I and, love it. Oh, I crank it up. It, it literally vibrates the house. And you know, you put on something like a Top Gun or or a sporting event. NASCAR is great because when those cars come by, it literally sounds like they're driving oh, through my at kitchen. Daytona. Yep, yeah. it sounds like they're driving through my kitchen. Uh, if I had a little more time and I wasn't going to be down in Washington last, I mean, I'd go down to Daytona and watch it from the bar across the street because I don't yeah. need to get into the race. It's just good enough being in the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. You got that right. Open the door, go outside on the patio, and listen to the cars rip by. That's all you need to do. Oh, but I'm boss, so there we go. Um, let me see some text messages. Interesting take. Interesting Jake take. On, Jake take. Oh, I like that. <laughs> listen, patent that. Copyrighted Jake take Except on sports. Life. Interesting Jake take on the no names on the jerseys, nameless jerseys. Yeah. Yes. Uh, New England Patriot Douglas, who made more receptions than any rookie under Belichick, was drafted from Liberty University. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. It's been a while since we talked about Bill Belichick. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah. that came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that even came from, but yeah. where was I going with this? Oh, uh, Maybe, maybe they're hoping that he'll go to San Francisco and be their new defensive coordinator, but I doubt that's going to happen. Yep, somebody said rain for Daytona on Sunday. Uh, yeah. You're going to make Jake angry. Don't say that. He was hoping. How's I mean, it? Was it looking still better, or now it's looking? Well, so here's the last I checked, Rob. So they did get the two qualifying races in last night. Tyler Reddick won race one. Christopher Bell won race two. Truck race is on tonight, 730 Fox Sports 1. They moved the ARCA race to right after the truck race. That just shows you how bad it's going to be for tomorrow. Now, tomorrow, when I check the forecast, that's pretty much going to rain from 2 o'clock in the morning the rest of the day. And Bob Pockeris from Fox Sports said the plan for the Xfinity Series is, if it does get postponed, which is pretty much inevitable at this point, that it would be run probably on Monday morning because, obviously, with the Daytona 500, the festivities, the pageantry, you're not going to want to morph that into the same day. When I looked at the forecast for Sunday, it's going to rain a majority of the day. And on AccuWeather, I think that rain will stop about 6 o'clock p.m. Once it stops, they're fine the rest of the night. And, I mean, we've seen this before. Daytona in 2021, that finished about 1230 in the morning. Daytona in 2012, 1 o'clock in the morning. I remember when Dale Jr. won there in 2015. I, yeah. It would never, it would never even go to this degree. It was the July race, but when Dale Jr. won there in 2015, the race finished at almost three in the morning. 
Um, Daytona has good lights there. They have so. great lights, and it has that 2014 feel to it for me where it rained a whole bunch, a whole bunch that Sunday, and you were thinking, like, oh, man, it's probably going to have to be Monday. And they ended up resuming the race, and it ended up finishing about 1130 or so, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. became a two-time Daytona 500 champion. So I don't know. I mean, I'm holding out some optimism for Sunday night. I think that they definitely have a chance, but yeah, tomorrow is a total wash. All right, all right. Uh, we're I think we're going to turn today into a free for all because the text messages are free all over all the place. Friday. Somebody said Daytona William Byron should do great. Jake's still going to sport him this year. I, oh yeah, I love William Byron. Matter of fact, Brad Keselowski. I don't know how many more years Brad has left. I mean, he he turned forty this past Monday, but at the moment, if if Brad were to win the Daytona five hundred on Sunday. And out of nowhere, say, I'm done. I'm just going to be an owner. I'm hanging up the helmet. That would probably be my next driver would be William Byron. I mean, Brad is a Dale Jr. protege. William Byron is a Dale Jr. protege. Obviously, the connections are there. William just came off of a career year last year winning six races. And honestly, he's my pick to win this championship in 2024. So, yeah, yeah, 24 and 24. How funny is that? But, yeah, I think William Byron, unfortunately, he – had to go to a backup car after reckoning his qualifying race last night, but it's Daytona. I mean, you're going to be a factor sooner or later, and yep. it's yes. not a matter of if. It's only when when it comes to Rex there. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, no doubt. So I got a text message. Don't forget to run the crap out of that dishwasher. You know I'm going <laughs> to. A big argument we have all the time is my wife waits to the dishwasher's full. Now, there's only two of us. You can't wait for the dishwasher Just to be full. It takes a week or two. You know, if there's a couple dishes in there, you run it. What's the big deal? That's the whole point of having a dishwasher, right? It saves money. It only uses a gallon of water or a couple quarts of water. Run it. Oh, wait. Stinks in there then? No. Time for the Bloomberg Money Minute. What happens when you leave me by myself for the weekend? We got to get some good, <laughs> just the two of us. It is just the two of us. Uh, empty nesters. And, uh. It literally takes like a whole week to fill up the dishwasher. Why would you wait? Oh, what's your take out there, everyone? I mean, do you wait to fill the dishwasher till it's totally full, or do you run it when you need to run it? You know, at the end of a day or two, you run it. Even if it's half full, even if it's a quarter full, it's better to have clean dishes, right? All the dishes clean, you leave them in there. Even if you rinse them off, they stink. You open the dishwasher, it's like, ooh, that's no good. You run it. You can't wait till it's full, and then you're looking for forks. Jesus, where's the forks? There's no forks. See? Just the way it's going. Charlie, I got you on there, but I'm up against a hard break. I will get to you as soon as we get back. I want to talk about Joe Paterno, Charlie from Wilkes-Barre. We're going to get to you as soon as I get back from the break there, Charlie. I just only had about a minute, so I didn't want to just rush you off. So uh, we'll get to you. And like I said... Yeah, I got a bunch of text messages. I love my Liberty University. Uh, my son was recruited by them for football. Had a great visit down there. They have their own carpeted year-round ski and snowboard slope. It's great. 